it's a new episode of bazaar i'm your host sid and today we will talk about a player that is stepping into the growth of airport lounges you know initially i thought how big could this market possibly be right how many people use airport lounges or airport services in general but i was quite wrong you know i was traveling from indore to bangalore last week and i was sitting at the airport at 2 am in the night feeling quite sleepy just trying to stay awake and i was probably working on some presentation i'm a workaholic and i'm not kidding i saw people lining up to get inside a premium lounge you know people were using those credit cards uh, some were even paying cash right to get inside that lounge and i was like who does that right like is that how big this market is or like is this how lucrative it is to be inside a lounge but people were paying to get inside a premium lounge and not just sit outside like the rest of us so i started to read a little bit about you know the players in this industry and turns out there's just one player in this market which is listed right now uh, the company we are talking about is dream folks services and you know the stock had a steep correction in august post its q1 results and that got me thinking is this a good opportunity to buy right uh, and why did the stock correct in the first place right is the business model weak you know all all sorts of all sorts of questions came in my mind and to understand that you know let's understand the business first so you know dream folks is the leading airport services aggregator in india you know it is it has a monopoly 95% of all airport access goes through dream folks you know it provides services like spa airport transfer duty free benefits as well and in simpler terms you know uh, it is the zomato of the airport services market right the business model is simple uh, people want to be able to use lounges for free you don't want to pay for it banks want to sell their credit cards and lounge owners want to make more money right the only problem is an individual lounge owner cannot approach a big bank right they don't have enough business to give to a bank so and they also don't have a platform where they can track how many people use their lounges right so there is a gap in the market and the people at dream folks understood this gap and what they did was they created a platform where it aggregates all of this so what it does is it onboards lounge owners it onboards banks card issuer guys and you know what it does is it takes money from the banks whenever a card holder stays in a lounge and it pays money to the lounge owners right and the differential amount is their gross margin so as more people use airports traffic would increase more people would use lounges and that should benefit dream folks uh, at least that's the idea right so how good is the business right how good is the business model let's take a look at some of the positives right now for dream folks so first point is that dream folks has a 95% market share like i mentioned of the card based lounge access in india and it basically operates a monopoly you know it has no competition at the domestic market and it also recently collaborated with plaza premium group to include 340 plaza lounges in 70 plus international airports in the dream folks network right so like it's a monopoly right now so there's no competition and every every increase in every person who is going to the airport and using a premium lounge that's directly benefiting dream folks right which brings me to my next point dream folks currently derives 95% of its revenues from the airport lounge access market 
to diversify its revenue sources it is entering into new business verticals like visa services travel sim golf services etc because you know you can't cannot be reliant on just one source of revenue that's a big risk as well third i would say is that the company is a proxy for air passenger growth in india you know people want to save time and travel by air even though it's not exactly cheap like people the disposable income in india is rising you can see more people using airports instead of going by rail or buses right that's a good thing people are getting more richer and currently in india only 8% of the existing air passenger traffic avails lounge access so like out of 100 only 8 people actually go to lounges right even though in indore i saw like at least 50% go but i don't know like this is the overall aggregate and any increase in air passenger which is going to happen in the future people will use more air traffic uh, air uh, you know air services this will lead to direct revenue benefit for dream folks right and like that's a direct impact on the top line fourth point i would say is that dream folks also caters to the railway sector like it also caters to railway lounges is the only player to do that uh, there are not many railway lounges and whatever are there in india dream folks caters to that so this segment doesn't contribute much to the revenues right now obviously but has the potential to move the needle as indian railways gets modernized and more lounges are built in the future like i think even indian railways are you know you you can see more high speed rail railways getting built and people would want to use you know railways more in the future and if if you build lounges that's that's an added benefit and people would use that so dream folks could benefit from that segment i think it it would take some time for that to kick in but it's an added benefit right and lastly i would say revenue grew by 3x in fy23 due to due to a lower base last year the business model is asset light you know and enjoys a high return on capital of 62% for fy23 i would like to see if the company can consistently report good numbers right because q1 was not that great like q1 was weak and the stock fell because of that like fell significantly like 20% in a span of 3 or 4 days which says that the market believes that the you know the business model is not that great so now that we've taken a look at the positives let us also talk about the negatives and why did the stock drop so much in a span of 5 days so the reason for this is because the company does not have any bargaining power you know that's the biggest risk that the company faces right now it does not have any bargaining power with its suppliers and buyers and in its investor calls as well you know the company has suggested that their gross margin cannot exceed 15% so if a lounge operator increases its costs you know dream folks cannot pass that cost to the banks or the card issuers right it has to absorb that cost itself which is what happened in q1 like there was a one time common area maintenance charges which was levied by a many lounges right and dream folks had to pay that right and they could not recover it from the bank so this is the biggest risk does not have any bargaining power and when we analyze companies we want to see you know companies that have pricing power because that is what differentiates great businesses from good businesses right so this is the biggest risk second the company claims it has built a proprietary tech platform but in reality there's nothing stopping new players to build a similar platform right like when indian air traffic grows and this market becomes lucrative for international players right global players like priority pass lounge buddy dragon pass 
nothing stops them from entering the indian market and to take away market share from dreamfox so there is no barrier to entry right now and dreamfox is adding more international lounges to its network but that will truly benefit it when it also partners with international banks or card issuers of those countries right because right now if you have an indian card and if you go to a airport in singapore and you use that indian card only then it would benefit dreamfox if you use an international card it doesn't benefit dreamfox so right it has to capture build relationships with international banks and card issuers and that is going to be a little difficult to do because uh you know current players like priority pass already have a strong hold on the international market and lastly to wrap this up i would say the company has not shown strong financial controls like it did not have a cfo until 2021 when it was gearing up for its ipo and it also had failed to file its financial statements with the mca in the past and for q2 you know the company's receivables were greater than the revenue for the quarter indicating that you know the company has major issues in recovering receivables from its customers so that's not a good metric to have and would mean that you know it needs more working capital to manage its business so you know to conclude i would say at a pe of 38 times at a market cap of 2800 crore the company is fairly priced it's it's not very expensive i like what they've built uh, they have a monopoly in the airport services market it is a direct play for the growth in air traffic in india and it is also venturing into new business ventures like golf services visa services e sims etc right and railway lounges also is a is a great play right i mean if railway traffic grows in the future more lounges are built dream folks could benefit from it also it has negligible debt it's an asset light business and it has a good return on capital the main problem is the business model is not strong it does not have control on the pricing with the banks there is no barrier to entry global players can build a tech platform like dreamfox has built you know dreamfox has only 68 employees as of 31st march which means that you know not a lot of effort is required to maintain the tech platform and it derives 95% of revenues from airport lounge access which means any drop in passenger traffic would directly impact the business right any anything like covid or any viruses spread people stop traveling like the business goes for a toss so that's a big risk and the company already operates a monopoly in india which leaves little room for growth domestically like the only thing that could benefit is if the number of people increase right because there is it already captures like 95% of the sector so it has to venture out into the international market which is going to be a bit difficult because there is stiff competition over there so i would wait for the new business streams to kick in in a big way before i feel comfortable investing in the stock uh, however i would definitely keep tabs on the company it is an interesting player in the airport services market that's my thoughts you know and i would love to know your thoughts like you know what are your thoughts on the company have you invested in it how has your experience been using airport lounges have you paid for an airport lounge also i want to know that so let me know that in the comment section and that will bring us to the end of this podcast like always do your own research before you invest in any stock before you put your money in stocks and securities i am not an investment advisor but i will keep bringing new opportunities to your knowledge keep reading keep investing if you have any stock ideas reach out to me and take care and we will catch you in the next episode